Peter. Yes, sir. Sin City. I've heard of it. You know it. Las Vegas, right? Yes. Um, isn't there also like a Sin City uh, Studios? or? Yeah, it was also a movie, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. But we're talking obliterated. The ideal location set in Sin City. Right. Las Vegas, to, to those that are not familiar with the Sin City. Oh, they are after this show. <laughs> the City of Sin, yes. Speaking of which, give me three sins that are in the show obliterated. Go. Oh, uh, ad- adultery, um, uh, gr- greed. <laughs> this is Watch Party. This is Peter. And you're listening to Obliterated Companion. Three, two, one. All these sins in this show, and you only got two. I, you know what? The, like the, I've, I've seen the movie Seven, right? Or, would that would that have been the list of sins for me to choose from? I, yeah, that, I you don't know, remember I considered, them all. I considered saying deadly sins, but I felt like that was maybe a little more restrictive for you, just by okay. saying just any sins. Yeah, because like lust, um, ah, gluttony yes. is like I mean, gluttony, like is you know the the drinking you're sin? sinning by. Not taking mean, well, it's one of the deadly <laughs> sins. Okay, I, I, I in this show, I mean, it's a virtue. I don't, I don't know, but I know what sins are. I yeah. don't know if they're deadly, if they're frowned upon. You know what I mean? I do me. I yeah. stay in my own lane. Well, I, I try to. There's also I greed. That was another one. Uh, I, I, I think that, that I might have said greed after the fact, but yeah, uh, greed. Maybe. I did say. I, I thought about that afterwards. I mean, that should be number one in the city of sin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Maybe, yeah. So what are we here for? We are here to recap season one. Uh, you know, hopefully, if you guys are listening to this, uh, you have seen the entire season, all eight episodes, roughly Full an hour spoilers each. Spoilers here, yeah. Full spoilers, because uh, this should be not the second episode, probably like episode, uh, maybe not even four, but the episode before this was our non-spoiler. Um, you know, kind of thoughts and reactions to season one. And so if you have not seen the show, I would advise going back to listening listening to that one first. Uh, and then you could maybe even not skip this one, but wait to watch the show and then come back to this episode. Uh, but yes, full spoiler warning. We're going to get into reveals, twists, uh, cameos, um, all of the details. So that's that's what we're doing here. Uh, watch Party, um, if people yes. are you know coming straight to our podcast and this is the first episode, uh, you know, talk a little bit about yourself and, and your background and and uh, what, what we're doing here uh, with we Obliterated know each Companion. Other, yeah. We do. So yeah. I got started on YouTube uh, a handful of years ago, made a channel called Watch Party. It's not my name. It's the name of the channel. But uh, picked up, I was ended up covering a lot of Cobra Kai. And was part of that fandom. And through uh, that, I learned that there's some podcasts for Cobra Kai, specifically Cobra Kai Companion. And that's how I met you. Yeah, absolutely. That fantastic name, uh, Companion. You know, we uh, lifted that from that because I am the host as well. Yeah, we, we've collab- collaborated on um, many projects, uh, all, all of season five of Cobra Kai. Uh, you also uh, were very instrumental in in um, the making of my video, my Miyagi video, which is a character study on on the um, that of Mister Miyagi from uh, the Credit Kid movies, uh, who served with the 442nd. Very little was known about his time in service in the army, and uh, we did a deep dive uh, on that character. And so that's probably like one of the first big collaborations we had. And you know, going into um, you know the latter of 2023, 
we were supposed to have uh, a season six of Cobra Kai. It's the last and final season in production. Um, obviously, for those that uh, had a pulse on uh, Hollywood, the writers went on strike, uh, followed by the actors, and all of that has been resolved uh, at this point. And productions will um, kind of resume for uh, a, a lot of shows and, and movies, uh, but also the well, with with those going into production we have a brand new release from the creators of cobra kai uh, obliterated which is uh, obviously on netflix here and so we thought you know it kind of just makes sense we covered cobra kai we're, we're entering a lull right now and um you know we uh kind of speaking for you uh, I, I feel we both you know respect john josh and hayden mm-hmm. um and and the writers and the you know directors and all all those that were attached to Cobra Kai and is just let, let's just follow these people and and you know they uh, produce a great you know um, uh, I was about to say content but, uh, but but content nonetheless you know they also produce movies but you know television shows and 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 movies, uh, and movies have been yeah mm-hmm. you know, been very enjoyable and a lot of fun and the, the idea of like kind of going back to quote unquote their roots you know um, the hard R comedy that they come from you know Hot Tip Time Machine the Harold and Kumar trilogy. Uh, uh, pr- productions like uh, Plan B that was on Hulu, uh, uh, blo- uh, Cock Blockers. Yeah, there we go. Cock Blockers was it was another one they produced. Th- those type of movies and this movie or this this show rather was uh, originally conceptualized as a movie, and we'll talk a little bit about that uh, in a little bit here. But yeah, now now we have an eight uh, eight episode television show that was supposed to be on TBS, and a few years later, um, things happen, and here we are on Netflix. So that's they could get little, more hard R on Netflix, I think, than they could have on TBS, don't you think? Uh, just just a little bit, you know. Well, yeah. Uh, oh, and also, you, you guys, like, uh, you know, for those that are following us from the Cobra Kai uh, podcast, that was a little toned down. Like, you know, we we weren't like uh, very vulgar or anything like that or explicit, but it is an explicit uh, podcast. You know, we 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 do use language there. This one, I think, just to kind of. It obliterated. Peter is really penis. obsessed with all the penises. I'm just going to get that penises. out right now. If yes. you li- if you listen to this podcast, every single Peter one of them. is going to yeah, he's going to focus in on every penis. It'll, it'll be like you see it yourself, like it's in yeah, your hand. almost. Right? I, I through, will through the through the speaker every... you're listening, and if you have on ear pods, it's going to be in your ear, and that's going to seem kind of weird. Um, I, well, I mean, for some, maybe I believe there that's an actual sexual act. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's like it was a on Family Guy, but yeah. yeah, there's a musician or not a mu- uh, there's a musical band I believe is is named after that act. I'm blanking on the name, but that is um hey to each their own. I think that I think they even showed that in the scary movie too. You know the Wayne Brothers movie. You know they kind of did like scream two, stab two. Wow, the, a penis through the. No, you know we're not we're not here to talk about those movies. But anyway, uh, there might even be like a penis count in our episodic uh, uh, breakdowns. Maybe, you know, maybe. <laughs> You know, like a body count, and then we'll have a penis in the we'll show see, or you know. the host. Oh, wait. <laughs> hey, you know, this is this is audio. Um, yeah, anyway, but anyway, we we look to have fun. Uh, we're gonna kind of we're not gonna shy away from anything that is shown or discussed on the show, right? Cobra Kai is a little bit different, it's uh, more wholesome, uh, family oriented. Uh, just to kind of give you guys an idea, you know, for those that maybe uh are not a fan of like. A lot of language, I, and you know, I'm not one to really throw f bombs left to right anyway. Uh, they kind of kind of depend on the context of the conversation. So mm-hmm. that's a little warning, you know, for those that uh, are not familiar with us. Uh, let's see here. Anything we want to toss out at the top of the the, the episode here? Um, let's see. We have 
At this point, there should have been one full interview released. Uh, that would have been a spotlight uh, Veteran Day special with uh, military technical advisor Kevin Kent. Uh, that was uh, an hour and a quarter, I believe. And it, we learned a little bit, uh, actually a lot more about uh, Kevin Kent and his background, um, his time in service. He's the ultimate badass, nine combat uh, deployments. And he was an instructor for the Navy. Uh, he was a Navy SEALs, uh, maybe Navy SEAL. I don't know if it's plural. But um, now he is the yeah military technical advisor for a lot of projects that you guys have seen. Those that have Netflix, maybe you watched Twelve Strong with Chris Hemsworth. Uh, who he he was also um, Kevin also served on that show. Uh, some of the uh, Transformer movies, a lot of stuff. Jack Ryan on Amazon. This guy has done a lot of things, and so we we learned a lot about him. Now that the show is out, uh, I at the time of this recording, at least I have. Uh, you know, a handful of people that were involved with the show that have said yes, and it's a matter of scheduling. So we're going to have a lot of content for you guys coming out very soon. Uh, so subscribe to the to the podcast if you guys have not yet. Uh, look for Companion Network on on YouTube. Subscribe to that. It uh, I should have changed it by now, but uh, currently is Cobra Kai Companion. So I will be putting both content uh, from Obliterated and Cobra Kai on the same channel. Uh, so there we go. Um, all right, Watch Party, can you please kick off with a bit of a synopsis of this show, Obliterated? Obliterated. It is about a U.S. Special Forces team that was put together to find uh, a Russian bad guy who wanted to smuggle a nuke in and possibly detonate it inside the country. Uh, they track him to Vegas and they succeed. Uh, they get the bad guy and disarm the nuke. So naturally, you know what? They go out and celebrate as only you can do in Vegas, booze, drugs, and camels. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then upon later in the evening, they learned the bomb was a fake. So the show then takes from there. They have to find the real bomb, track it. The bad guys, as we'll get into it, and if, if you've listened, you know, there's many twists and turns on the bad guys and get to the end and find and defuse the real bomb. That's right. And every episode is rough, roughly an hour. I don't think right it's, hour, you yeah. know, every episode is like, um, you know, starting at the top of, uh, you know, their respective hour. Because uh, at one one point, I believe in episode two maybe uh, whichever episode it was i remember they showed like somebody's phone maybe and it was like 320 and i think it was like at the beginning of, of that episode so uh, yeah it's, yeah, it's roughly it, an hour real time close to runs in real time but it's not as like hardcore absolute as i think 24 was you know right. but but yeah it's more or less running in real time like that I should check out an episode of 24 just to kind of compare, mm -hmm. you know, like how that was yeah. done versus mm -hmm. um, versus obliterated when, when we start our coverage anyway. Uh, so that was the synopsis. We kind of uh, run down the characters uh, real quick just so you guys can um, be familiar with the names. Uh, we're mainly going to be using character names, but um, we're going to start off with uh, Ava Winters, played by Shelly. Uh, she's a CIA agent. She's the one who kind of leads this group of special forces. Um and she's, we'll, we'll, we'll get to her. I'm just uh, introducing the characters right now. Chad McKnight is played by Nick. Uh, he's the, uh, he's a SEAL team leader. Um, his buddy is uh, Trunk, played by, um, yeah, he just goes by Trunk, is played by Terrence. Uh, they both uh, were in the SEALs uh, together. And we have uh, NSA 
uh, analyst, an NSA analyst. Uh, I, I like how in the character description here, they call her an adorable NSA tech. Uh, so adorable, you know, that has made it in, has made its way into a character description here press uh, from a press packet. But anyway, that's played by, um, uh, she's Maya Lerner, played by Kimmy. And we have uh, Lana, uh, played by Allison. Uh, Eugene plays Paul Young, who is a, a helicopter pilot. He's uh, he's a captain in the U.S. Air Force. I didn't mention what Lana is. Uh, she is not in the military. She's actually a uh, a Vegas uh, party girl, uh, influencer, if you will. At one point, she talks about like um, they've listened you know, to it. She's 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 the Russian daughter. <laughs> she, oh, that's right. They they watched the show. That's this yeah, this yeah, isn't yeah. the non spoiler review. Peter. My bad. Yeah, I I, was, I don't know what I was thinking. Okay, so yeah, uh, Lana, aka uh, Anastasia. The twist uh, Anastasia. is coming later in the podcast, guys. <laughs> yeah, just so you guys know. Uh, so so don't don't read uh, anything on social media. You'll get spoiled. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, Allison plays Lana, who's also uh, Anastasia. Uh, but I do like that little detail when she's like locked up and talking about like, hey, my, you know, if my followers don't hear from me for like two hours, you know. In whatever she says, uh, yeah. So she, she's an influencer, uh, and also uh, Paula. She plays Angela Gomez. Uh, she's the Marine sniper, uh, really tough and badass. All right, so watch. Where do you want to start? Thomas with? Howell um, is Haggerty. Thomas, t- Tommy Howell. Tommy Howell <laughs> plays Haggerty. You, you can't have a show about defusing a bomb without the. the For EOD those who specialist. don't know, Peter missed him because he was on the next page of what he's reading. Yes, yes, <laughs> you're absolutely right. Uh, who's eccentric bomb tech who enjoys listening yeah. to Michael Blue Buble? So there we go. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, let's just talk about the tone of the show real quick. Um, a lot of the episodes, like some episodes, will remind me of a type of movie or a movie. You know, like episode five where they're um the team is outside and uh, inside the house you have Trunk and Lana uh, held hostage, and that that to me seemed like a kind of an eighties movie where. Yeah, the team is trying to uh, rescue their, their people. Like they're like launching a rescue on a, on a location. You know, yeah. they're they're splitting up and coming from different angles. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and not only that, what I love about that episode in particular is how when they get in, um, the, one of their biggest assets, who uh, who's Maya. She has little to work with. They have she she has like all these old uh, technology. Um, you mm-hmm. know, the cell phones aren't really quite working, so she has to kind of uh, beguile like uh, communications uh, for everybody. So I appreciated that kind of. It, it really was like a throwback action movie without the the fancy mm-hmm. tech. You know, it's uh it, it's it's kind of everyone using um you know their their uh, their training and mm-hmm. and their wits and and all of the kind of the old school way of uh. uh strategy and tactical uh, combat or whatever, you know? So it's just, it's kind of nice when a team doesn't have to rely on so much technology that gives them the the advantage and, and things like mm-hmm. that, you know? Um, so really, really love that. But uh, also the episode where uh, Crazy Susan, uh, played by Petty, uh, Lori Petty, uh, that reminded me, well, she reminds me of like Tank Girl because she is Tank Girl. But also like she was on Orange is the New Black where one of her good friends is uh, uh, is Crazy Eyes, who the character's name is Susan. So it's like, oh, Crazy Eyes, uh, who is Susan? Now she's Crazy Susan. Mm-hmm. on Obliterated. But but that sequence with, with Lori, uh, that 
there's there's a few parts there that, that was shot that kind of reminded me of like Terminator Two, you know, where um, Sarah Connor is like removing rounds out of like the T eight hundred at a gas station. I think it was yeah. So mm-hmm. so there there was um, things that I don't know if they were inspirations, but you you can tell that like you know the the, the filmmakers and the, and the team they're all fans of of movies. You know they may not be mm-hmm. direct references, but they could be also inspirations. Um, you you know because when the show was announced, they're talking about like a throwback to like the the, the summer blockbusters, you know, and then things of that nature. And so, uh, with the with the writing, I know like like on the YouTube channel when the um, trailer was dropped, a lot of people are like, "Man, this seems like a concept for a movie." Which, like I mentioned, it it, it was in the beginning. Uh, what party can can you kind of give insight onto why they decided uh, against that idea and to serialize? Uh, yeah, so um, creators. Creators John Hurwitz and Hayden Schlossberg had this idea for a movie. Um, basically, what they you know you know there's a lot of the United States in real life had a lot of war shit going on. You know all that, and they were looking at this and they were thinking about like the 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 soldiers or something, and said you know we want to get in there, we want to see them, you know, see their other side rather than just you know the the fight the heroic side what is their party side what do they do after they win you know are they like the rest of us i think that's how he put it um ultimately it didn't work as a movie because you know a movie is going to be more about like one character you know you're just your hero you're you know your tom cruise character and they they were just so interested in everyone and they wanted something bigger when they were doing cobra kai they had the idea hey if we do this as a series we can really dig into everyone on the team and it's it's a much bigger idea then so that was the uh way it, it happened so they went that and took their movie idea expanded it out and it became this series yeah and i i think uh you know whether you think that's the right choice or not uh some people will watch this and be like yeah you know what i would have been fine with just a movie but what and what i'm only going to speak for myself here and you know you may agree but what i love about cobra kai is like they give you know, a lot of characters, I'm not saying every character, but they give a lot of characters things to do and, and a backstory or even, uh, you know, like a, a um, you know, a side plot, you know, there's things going on that kind of give uh, layers to to characters, especially like legacy characters that they bring back mm-hmm. in the subsequent like um, um, uh, seasons yeah. where, yeah, they, they kind of fill in the gaps of things from the previous movies that kind of enhance the viewing in, those previous movies. In this movies. show, you know, every character has a story arc. Um, yes. And, and, it's, and it's a full one. And, it, and I think it's you couldn't do that as well if you just had a two-hour movie. Right. Um, and, you know, everything, it would it would be too truncated and, and cut short and trunk. or mostly just a nerd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Truncated is that is that the, the torture that happens in episode? That's uh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> truncated. <laughs> so um yeah, like uh in and a lot of the characters, they may not have like a specific episode that's like uh mostly about them, but there's episodes where some of those characters have a lot of things to do. You know, like uh like Gomez, for example. Like I think you know, kind of like after my first binge, I was just like, man, they didn't really give her a whole lot. But holy shit, you know, going back and rewatching episodes, and I I have seen every episode at least twice. Um, a few episodes at least like five or six times in preparation for like interviews and things like that. And so some of those episodes I haven't seen as much, like, like the episodes um, three and four, for example, I had only seen like one time for uh, for the longest time. And then going back and rewatching those to uh, prepare for our full recap, 
I was like, oh shit, no, no, Gomez actually had a lot to do in episode four as well, and also in the desert, which also might see, and I mean, I'm mixing up the, the, the episodes, but well, yeah, when she's in the desert, she's helping out Maya, who's stuck in like the, the hole with all the, the all hole, the, um, yeah. the scorpions. Yeah, yeah. So, so she actually had a lot to do, but like for whatever reason, I, I always kind of felt like she was uh, more in the background and didn't have as much to do. But yeah, you it know, was just, since it just, you're talking about her, I just think, yeah. I think she'll be the least favorite out of interesting people's okay. reaction you well i mean she goes and hooks up with like the bride and then like okay like that's like this thing that happens i but what really gets it for me is when she then picks a fight with like the bridesmaids because that okay. was when they were at the the thing and the bridesmaids see her and, and like you assume like the bridesmaids are like that maybe the bride's sister maybe her her best friends you know these are the people who are the bridesmaids right and and so like they're sticking up for like their sister and friend and coming up and then she starts fighting with them and gets it. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's a little bit too far. Did, didn't they call her a bitch though? <laughs> Was she a bitch? <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. But like, uh, yeah, because that's the only thing that stuck out. Like all all of the things that they were saying to her, the only thing that she heard was like, wait, wait, you, what you call me? Um, but but also think about like in the finale, right? When when she actually meets Billy, right, played by uh, Barrett Carnahan, and, and that's her character. Uh, she kind of redeems yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, she so, she gets oh, Billy some some zazz, so some spunk. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that that was that was an amazing uh, a sequence. So we, and yeah, we we can we can take it as she saved their marriage before it started because he he would have been too dull and boring. So <laughs> yeah, and uh, it, that that was a, a really nice um uh, kind of a yeah I, I guess Easter egg slash cameo for those that uh, also watch the the Cobra Kai oh, show. Yeah, uh, I, I I I liked that character a lot, uh, Billy. So um on uh, on, on the topic of. Billy, let's kind of get, uh, uh, unless you have something else, I was about to get into like Cobra Kai connections slash Easter eggs. Um, about something else? Uh, uh, no, not about uh, Billy okay. and Gomez. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're just kind of casually talking about characters, but you know, we'll we'll continue to do so. Um, let's let's kind of go. Uh, let's go over some cameos. Who who were some? We'll take turns going back and forth, uh, just naming somebody that you saw. Um, well, while well, there was Brett and, um, oh, the, the, the guy in the last episode, I, I don't know his name, but yeah, he was, Angel he Rosario was Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you yeah, go. He, you have it on <laughs> queued up. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, well, he, he follows me on, on the gram. I, let me see if I can find a uh, character name for him. Um, but for those, uh, those fans of, of Cobra Kai, he was in season five, episode two. He was the, uh, the, the um, gentleman with alopecia who, uh, competes with Robbie in the um uh peppers, right? The jalapenos and stuff. So so that that gentleman makes an appearance here uh in the finale. Yeah, gosh, there's so many people. Uh, I'm going through an entire list. Um but Angel Rosario. Uh while I'm still looking that up, um you mentioned uh, Barrett Carnahan. Uh, we also have uh, an uncredited cameo from Courtney Hangler, who was mm -hmm. shadow directing uh, Joelle Novoa for episode six. That's why she was uh, also in that they episode. They were at Haggerty's wedding. That's correct. And, and who was standing next to her? Do you remember? Uh, Joe. Uh, Joe uh, Purelli, uh, who is one of yeah. the writers who also wrote on Cobra Kai. Um, let's see here. Not not a Cobra Kai Karate Kid uh, uh, connection. However, Tommy Howell uh, was one of the outsiders with Ralph Macchio, right? So a lot of people remember the dynamic between Johnny Cade and Ponyboy. Um, 
I don't think Angel is yet credited on IMDb. No, you know, it's just one of those things. So. Yeah, because the show's not going to be out for a while here. So, so this this isn't an entire um a, a complete list. I'm assuming. So I'm sure he has a character name because what we do know from um, the team of writers from Cobra Kai, like every character has a backstory, every character has a name, and and um, so yeah, expect most most people to have a name because uh, he had you know a pretty significant part in, in the finale too. Not not just to be like one of the bad guys, you know, he is a bad guy for sure, but uh, uh, another group of them. Um, there's some musical key cues. We don't have a track listing, and the soundtrack currently is not out yet. But there were some musical cues that uh, that sounded reminiscent of of a Cobra Kai score as well. Um, and none of them with titles that are coming to mind right now. But did did you did you get that at all? Uh, watch party. Like, did did anything sound a little familiar to you? Musical? Um, no, yeah, score, not like that. No. Other other than other than you know that they do use like real songs and. You know, yeah, montages, something, drops, you know, yeah. the, the style, the style, right? But, um, but yeah, not like, not like that, like similarities in the themes. I mean, I think they, it's mostly original. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I thought it was a great, um, not return because like they, they're always, you know, still kind of directing and, uh, st- you know, writers as well. Uh, John, Josh, and Hayden, um, mm-hmm. all three of them, uh, wrote collectively. Is it three episodes? At least the first two were written by the three. Yeah. Right? Uh, John, John and Hayden directed one the first and one. seven. Right, one and seven, I believe. Did they direct think, seven? Yeah, I know Josh directed two and eight. Two and um, eight, correct. And so, what I liked, and and this is coming from the Cobra Kai world, uh, I I loved how episode seven kind of uh, starts off with a wonder. Did you catch that? In the hospital, um. Oh, yeah. The whole hospital going back and forth. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And and so it, it's it's a it's a wonder for those that uh for those that didn't watch Cobra Kai. There's usually a pretty big fight sequence where it's a wonder where there's no cuts and you're kind of moving along uh, a location and seeing like different things going on all at once simultaneously. Uh, that's that's what that means, right? But mm-hmm. uh, in this one, we're uh, in in the hospital at the Vegas ER, and what we're gonna end up on is Maya having just been shot, right? Mm-hmm. But before that, we're seeing like people from uh, the previous episodes all there for yeah. one thing or another. You know, the gentleman that um, that that drink the, the the drink that was supposed to go to Maya in episode two. Um, then that's just one that comes to mind, but everybody is there. Well, it was Beatrice that the waitress from episode six was she also in there? I feel like I she might don't have been there. Re- remember Beatrice, but I know. It, um, yeah. yeah, but but it's it's just very cleverly done and it's just hilarious because I it's just mostly like, remember like the, the someone has a bottle up their ass. Um, yeah, hmm. <laughs> was, it a, was it an Elvis, you know? But I, yeah, I don't remember who it was, but that's that's just the, the image. Oh, we got another one. Yeah, but I just I, I love that that oneer because you know that's not necessarily a staple of of Cobra Kai, but they do do that, and so it, that was kind of nice to see. It was nice to see their names attached to uh, you know the writers or you know slash directors of you know said episodes. Um, obviously, the you know we got some of the, the directors, uh, Joel, who also directed on Cobra Kai, Bob uh, Dearden, and um, we mentioned Joe, but also Luan Thomas uh, were, were also writers. 
I, I wish I had wrote some other stuff down, but that's kind of the only things I could think of right now. Um, you know, Billy, uh, Barrett's character, you know, be William Zapka, you know, who who goes by mm-hmm. Billy. You know, Ralph Macchio has a story about when they were introduced, he was introduced to him as Billy, so he's always been Billy, despite what other people are saying on social media. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, uh, Dugan. Right, we we got a Dugan uh, who's on uh, uh, Maddox's team. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, right. Played by David Constable. Uh, so Dugan is is the uh, Colonel Dugan from the next Karate Kid. That's definitely not a coincidence. Um, just because it's uh, it's you know not a joke as in haha, but like people kind of want some Dugan in uh, like the final season just just to kind of uh, bring all the legacy characters back, played by Michael Ironside. And uh, I feel, I feel there's another person part of that team. We've mentioned Kevin Kent, but he's he's not from the Cobra Kai world. But uh, maybe some some other things will pop up as we uh, kind of continue along. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- where do you want to go from here? Do you want to talk about some like favorite sequences or anything? Uh, may- maybe even the small characters. Well, you know, it's a review. What did you think of the show, Peter? Oh, hey, you know, that's a good question, actually. Um, probably like Maybe we should have led with that. <laughs> Maybe. I thought the show was great. You know, it, it, it was what they, um, it's what they promoted, pitched, right? Like, it's all of that and then some. Uh, th- this show is so fucking funny. And there's so, but, but the problem is like, there's so much going on at the same time. So them crafting this is like, it's, it's so brilliant. And I don't say that just because like, you know, I've, I've been covering them for X amount of seasons, right. but you think about the technicality of the shots and the framing and uh, and and all of the all of the things that that they do is is ultimately to to give us like a really good product. There's a lot going on in here. There's a lot of nudity. I didn't learn this until like after our. Was it the? I, I don't remember if it was after the trailer. I, I think it was after the trailer episode where we kind of gave our reactions. Where I learned from one of your videos on YouTube, where you said that the the casting was um, asking for like the leads to. Well, do you remember the language that you used? Uh, how, how you worded uh, it? Just about the nudity? like the the part would 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 it would have like nudity in it. I, I don't remember the the wording. Okay. Yeah. Like, right. So, so you know, so they, basically, if they you, tell if you, you that aud- when they're casting, right? Like yeah. you know, this part will. <laughs> so if you're auditioning, you know that going in, right? So, right. but but not a lot of things could could prepare you for what would happen on on this show. But the John Josh and Hayden and and Dina, they they are very mindful about putting out a, a great product and. To my knowledge, and this is not something that we have discussed in some of their um, other projects, but this was the the first time that I looked into them having an intimacy uh, coordinator on the show, uh, Christine McHugh, I believe her name is, and and the 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 importance of that role is to make sure that everybody on set, including the actors or who are in front of the camera, are comfortable as can be. In their scenes, you know, with their partner on 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 screen, and uh, but also in filming, and so when you have someone like that behind the scene and, and making sure everything and everyone is comfortable, everyone's going to be able to commit, right? Mm-hmm. So like all the sequences where you're just like, wow, that is just balls to the wall, or like I don't know if I can literally. Do that. He means that literally. Yes, well, yeah. There was balls on the walls, on, on <laughs> you know, on laps and hands. Um, uh-huh. yeah, a lot of hands dangling. But yeah, so so when you have people comfortable, they can commit and and do what is asked of them. And mm-hmm. I think everyone committed. Uh, and and so 
I, I think we had something、um, pretty amazing. And every time I rewatch an episode, I'm finding something new.、Um, not too long ago, Hayden had shared some. Uh, some uh, footage uh, during their their visit to Vegas for some promotion, and he showed like some swag, and one of which was like a a、uh, kind of a bling bling necklace, you know, that said Vegas, ass, right? Oh yeah, and,、uh, <laughs> yeah. And so like also, my mind went to like episode one when they're partying, and Gomez is like, hey, you know, Alpha Sierra Sierra. So I thought that's what that reference was, <laughs> and then recently、uh, Netflix geeked. Released a like a a footage, you know, with, without con、uh, without context, and on the back of this party bus, it said something vague ass. I'm like, oh, that's that's what that is. Oh, so, there you yeah, go, vague ass. I hadn't even put it together. Yeah, so vague <laughs> ass. It, it, but also like it kind of、uh, reminds me of like Texas, you know, from、uh, <laughs> what, what was that?、Uh, Oh gosh! What, which what, it was an adventure movie. It was Carl Urban's character. He's like, yeah, I got this from Texas. I'm called this Des and Troy. Destroy, you know, like two we- two weapons. Anyway,、mm. but that's yeah, that's what I was thinking. But that, that's that's the thing. Like they 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 put so much like on screen effort and, into it. Yeah, yeah, effort and and just a lot of attention to detail.、Uh, I don't think it's out yet, but at this time, I already have an interview recorded、uh, with Frank Helmer, who's costume designer, and he、uh, talked about you know the wardrobe and the look of all, all of these characters, and he talked about. You know some of the de-、uh, attention to detail in a lot of things, and、uh, one of which, for example,、uh, Frank shares、uh, him speaking with Kevin Kent, who's the military technical advisor, and they even had a discussion on how would this medic wear their is it stethoscope? Is that stethoscope? Is that the,、uh, yeah. So he's like, well, would you have it? You know, like wearing it around the neck and and both hanging, or as opposed to like.、Um, Having it on, so when you lift it up, you could just quickly put it in your ears. You know, so there's like two ways you can wear it,、mm-hmm. and there's you know usually a preferred way. But anyway, so that's that's the level of details they put into the show.、So. Yeah, I I think like for me, most more than anything, like it it succeeded on the comedy. I love I love to laugh.、Um, it got me. My favorite part will forever be the gremlin. Um, there's、okay. nothing just better. That, yeah, yeah. There's just nothing better than just being totally taken by surprise, and and so that was my favorite part.、Uh, you know, and and I loved Paul partially because of that.、Um, so yeah, it really succeeded on the comedy.、Um, the the show really does switch back and forth between the comedy and the action, and, the, and like you, you were talking about the the scene earlier where they're going after the house to rescue Trunk and. And、uh, Lana, I、uh, like in 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 that in those scenes, it's it's full on action, it's intense, it's it's professionals at their job, you know, and and so that's good, and so it it blends them really well. Um, I think for for me the comedy I preferred the comedy, but just because that's a little bit me, I like that, I like to laugh, but I love the action too. It it just blends them both. Um. Great attention to detail,、uh, you know. Put it in in new directions, you know, and and that's what I like the the originality, doing something different,、um, you know. It's it's something like I'm thinking like the the twists,、uh, which I did predict. If you listen to the very first, I talked about a possible turncoat.、Um, you did. I you did, nailed that I did, one. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't predict. But... I didn't predict. Yeah,、uh, Lana,、um, but but I got close. So but. So that's something. Just, you know. just the fact that you you 
pegged that somebody's going to be a turncoat. That, yeah. that was probably the biggest thing uh, out of anything we've done previously uh, for for Obliterated. And and in the trailer reaction, we also predicted, uh, you know, that he wouldn't have the AirPods. So Haggerty would need someone singing to him. Now, I thought it was going to be the whole crew and ended up being his wife. So I got that wrong, but I was mostly right that there would be a song at the end. Sung in yeah. So, so somebody's singing it to him. Yeah. Um, and let me see, uh, you know, I kind of joked that, oh, well, Britney Spears had a residency uh, in Vegas. Maybe it's her. And then we, uh, I, I think, joked or uh, kicked around a couple of her songs, including mm-hmm. a Slave for You. Slave and, for You. Yeah. yeah and so the, there's a sequence in the desert where Haggerty's on the raft, I think. And I think um, Chad is trying to, uh, McKnight is trying to talk to him. And Haggerty just says something like, I'm Britney, bitch, or, or something like that. I'm like, oh, that's, that's the beginning of a slate for you. So, so you know, even when we were joking, some things actually just kind of coincidentally popped up on the show. Uh, one of the things, if you mentioned the word, um, you didn't uh, give too many uh, examples of it, but drama. There's some pretty good drama here, too. And with your character, or favorite character, Paul, uh, at least the one that you have told me that you relate the most to, Mm-hmm. The, the in the finale holy shit like i um there's 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 that part where he's talking to his daughter and i was bawling you know like i felt that you know and okay. and yeah i it, felt it, like that was at least john Hurwitz okay. writing from the heart because I'm sorry I have to have a job or I'm away from home because I, I for those who don't know the creator I know he has at least one daughter right or two um, uh, two but y- yeah. Josh has two sons yeah Josh has kids but like yeah they both have kids you know and then they got to be away you know for several months at a time you know to to shoot this stuff so I I to me I was like ah I see that coming from the heart there. Yeah, it's it's really well done, and um, I have a daughter that's just a little bit older than Paul's daughter on the show, and you know I served ten years in the army, but my relationship with my daughter it, I I feel isn't that different than Paul and Jen, and so like I yeah you know, I, I he was gonna wanted... take the nuke and fly yeah. it out to save the city, but mostly to save his daughter. To save his daughter, and yeah. and I understand that too. Like like I said, I I have served it, and you know it's for the greater good. He's sacrificing himself, and just in that moment, and when I was really engaged in in what was going on, like I I couldn't stop sobbing, you know, because I was just like, that's right, Paul, you're a good fucking dad, man. Like you know, if I I feel that's that's the thing. Like he is surrounded by military folk all the time. Not often does he get to see his family. And and we'll we'll get to this hopefully still in this recap here. Um, but uh, I I just I just felt like Paul wasn't seen, you know, and he was maybe not necessarily an overbearing dad, just more of an absentee dad uh, who's doing important stuff, and his daughter doesn't really quite, um, you know, doesn't quite understand it, you know. And so right. yeah, it was just a moment where I did not expect. What about to okay? Get, so, get so, since, since we're on the fatherhood, what about this? The scene, you know, where Paul, you know, now in quotes, goes to Vegas and finds his daughter with the guy and then shoots up the hotel room. Number one, Blast is one of my favorite side characters. I love him, his little combat role. Yeah. Um, uh, Even where he's trying to psych himself up, looking in the mirror, like, Mm -hmm. are you talking to me? You know, Uh, that is the stingray of Obliterated. Am Am I wrong in that? Yep, yep, that's right. 
you know, like like it, it's it's one of those things where like oh, there's one character that doesn't quite fit, not mm-hmm. necessarily that that's fit, but a little bit different than everybody else. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's um, I don't know if he's much needed levity, but definitely levity and a comedic relief for sure. Um, love that character, and oh, I believe he was also in the hospital. <laughs> If I'm not mistaken, but yeah, to see him return later on, uh, he's also one one of the uh, bystanders that like grabs all of the money that that was on the street. Uh, so that was fun to see. Um, did you did yeah. you know or predict that that was all like a, a hallucination? No, and and <laughs> I I think you know when we get to that episode, we still need to figure out exactly what really happened. You know because like so, did he meet Blast or not? So. When does he meet Blast? You know, so that's what I'm trying to figure out. What, Not which the end, of that, I think, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but but Blast had some things to say about uh, Jen's dad to her. Yeah, you know, he in, in saw that a picture on Instagram or what or whatever. The the wife showed a picture, so like right. he saw him, so he knew what he looked like, and I guess like that was enough for him to make the hallucination. Um, okay, yeah, because because I, I I do remember that, and mm-hmm. and I even wondered if that part was real, you know, because like it was moving. I'm like, well, but then that could be the video, but but what was going on? Yeah, that was the hallucination. So that's just one of those things, man. So much is going on; it's kind of hard to keep track, and and uh, the the edits are, are are pretty quick. Like I was trying to focus on um like the the shot up cactus and like the two bodies uh, right after that, and it's just one of those things. If I didn't pause. I'm like, I'm trying to think about or trying to process what just happened, but now we're just kind of moving along. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's just one of those things I need to go back, maybe freeze a frame, just kind of mm-hmm. take it in. But yeah, I'll, definitely a lot of questions. Um, how many times have you watched some of these episodes or, or the entire season? I've been through it twice now. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So how, how do we want to go through this now? Do you want to just kind of start with the, uh, each character and, and talk about like scenes and, and things we, we think yeah, about? Yeah, we just do the characters now we hear. Okay. All right, let's uh, let's let's go to uh, Ava Winters, uh, CIA. She's the lead. Um, w- one thing that you know that stuck out, like in episode two, where she's kind of giving the brief to everybody, which I believe in that sequence, maybe a team has not yet been formed um, because you know some of these characters are meeting for the first time, like uh, Haggerty mm-hmm. and uh, and Paul, for example. Yeah. But um, you know, like I I thought that she uh, her calling McKnight out in front of everybody was a little. Uh, unprofessional, like for being, you know, kind of like the the officer in charge here. You know, she's CIA, but then, yeah. you know, like this is this is about finding a nuke, like on U.S. soil. You know, so like we don't have time for fucking jokes and niceties and uh, uh, formalities or whatever. So like, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe maybe that's what that was about. You know, mm-hmm. but um, I, I like her. She's no nonsense. Um, you know, funny in her own right, but yeah, uh, played pretty straight for the most she, part. She uh, goes commando. She goes mental is what we what we hear, uh, but she's well. She's, she's you know, and I I said this. Uh, I think I told not in the review, but but like that that moment in the first episode, he takes her off and she has like apparently no underwear on, and he comments on that, and she's like, "Oh, I like to let it breathe," <laughs> you know. Yeah. And that was something. I that's something I thought was going to come back up later at some point in the show. Like, like she doesn't wear underwear never came up. That's something like, I almost feel like what happened to where, how do they not, you know, turn that into a joke or a moment or something. But uh, yeah, that was, that was me. Like I just was waiting even when they're climbing up the elevator that the ladder and he, he lets her go first. So he's behind her or underneath her looking up and like, no joke that she goes commando. Like what happened 
you, if you think about it, I bet you so much was shot and a lot was cut, probably including, you know, you know that, that probably, uh, yeah, it's it's possible maybe there was some sort of joke or something there. Yeah, that yeah. just get, that just got cut along the way. Um let me see. I'm trying to think of some other some other moments. Uh, she's she is on the phone a lot now. Uh, she, since she is intelligence, um, she she kind of catches on. Uh, maybe not catches on, but she's um, uh, she she. You can see her uh, develop like suspicions of Lana and and the things that Lana tells her or or mm-hmm. has like answers to kind of throughout the show. And so I noticed her, her like her kind of like her facial reactions, you know, like, oh, she sus- suspects something. But I still didn't even really pick up like, oh, is like Lana the turncoat, you know, like mm-hmm. um, kind of going in, uh, even though I kind of I kind of saw something about like, oh, you know, Lana has like another identity. I, did, I thought nothing of it. But um, yeah, so so she is. Obviously, really good at leading a team. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see. I'm trying to see if he has a, a rank, but Langdon, who is like her um, senior boss, yeah. or what boss? Yeah, her boss. So they work together, and then like Trunk, McKnight, and Gomez, I believe, have all worked together. But Gomez, or G- Gomez, is the only Marine. And now I know Marine and 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 the Navy. They also work together in some some bases you know they're they're stationed together in some cases so i i think they have probably previously worked on deployments together just because right. they have like some history there you know which you find mm-hmm. out in some dialogue um anything else you could think of ava before we move on what what do you think about like um like her dynamic with uh with mcqueen no well, i'm sorry McKnight. McKnight. Yeah, because that, that could be the inspiration. Chad McQueen is Chad McQueen, one of uh, the Chad yeah, McKnight, yeah, yeah. Steve McQueen's son, who's also one of the uh, uh, OG Cobas. My bad. Um, you know what? You know what happened? I think when we did one of our first recordings, you mentioned or you speculated that maybe they were previously in a relationship, and for yes. some reason, I think that entered my head. And and I actually thought that was like in the character description somewhere. So when I the first time I was watching it, I was thinking like, oh, they were previously in a relationship. And I, and I even thought of that in relation to the joke. Uh, they're gonna have sex, and he's like, oh, the condom's too small. And she goes, and she and she goes, um, I'm drunk, not blind. Um, which yeah, is the funny one. thing. And and then I was thinking in my head, well, haven't they had sex before? Like it was actually confusing me because I I was confusing just our own speculation. But it's like no, they actually hadn't had sex before. They've been on the team, and there's probably been sexual tension for six months. Yeah. Um, and now it's call coming out. So it was like the first time. So that was like something the first time I watched, I kind of forgot, right? Because like I I, I confused our own predictions and theories with what, what was actually put out there as like character descriptions. Um, yeah. But yeah, but, yeah so, they, so, but they hit it off well. You know, they absolutely did. Uh, now, now, this is actually a pretty good sequence because we're kind of um, uh, talking about like their introduction in episode two where it was like, oh, six months pr- previously. Mm-hmm. Uh where where do you think they're? Where, did you have any insight to where they uh, may may come from? Like where were they previously stationed? Because like my, one of my questions is like with the character of Paul, um, mm-hmm. his daughter Jen, like she goes to prom, right? Like this is like in May, um, uh, May probably twenty twenty three, and and if you go to prom and then go to Vegas, are, are you guys like 
in the area? Is he stationed in like Nevada, for example? Or actually, like- that that to me is something like I I mean I wouldn't call it plot hole, but like plot, I I'm confused because yeah, I thought like she was far away because the way he's talking to her, the way he's always has to be far away. You know, he's got to be away for work, and then and then suddenly she's in the same town like that that night or something. I got a little confused. Um. I'm not even sure what the logistics are or, you know, where does Paul live? Right. 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 Or, or stationed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know where the air force bases are. Uh, but my, my assumption with like, um, you know, trunk and McKnight and maybe even Gomez, uh, San Diego, you know, just because like, uh, I believe Kevin Kent, uh, spent a lot of time there. I, I know he's from there as well. And I know there's like a, like a, like Marine or Naval base, um, that's big in San Diego as well. Um, yeah, and I guess so, yeah, that's I just... close enough. They, I mean, they could have driven. It would have been a long drive after prom, but uh, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You know, blast. You know, his uh, like, doesn't he have his mom's credit card or something? So they could probably afford it. You know, so you know, <laughs> maybe blast comes from money. Um, but yeah. but hell, man, what a what a prom weekend, right? If you um, if blast asks you uh, you to prom, you know, that's true. Um, I don't know if we have uh, like anything on on Maya. You know, she is an NSA analyst slash uh, tech. Um, so she's new she to the was, team. She's she the was. I, I told you she was my favorite character out of the gate. Um, yeah. I kind of liked it just at the beginning, even in the opening scene when they're you know they're at the pool and doing all this stuff, and she's kind of like commenting on McKnight. Oh, yeah, those abs, or he called me the tits. Like that was that right, was right. like a fun line. <laughs> I like that, like all that stuff, and 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 then even then later in the first episode, she walks in on on uh, Chad and Ava getting it on, and and then like that in the in the uh, what is the whipped cream. The yeah, yeah the, uh, the reference to yeah. varsity blues there you go varsity blues right yeah so she she comes in on that and like and then and then it sets up like uh, a plot line of jealousy and hatred towards ava like so yep, i i tension, was digging yeah. all of that yeah yeah it was really well done i like that dynamic as well like maya had a lot to do and uh, i think that was uh something that we kind of speculated but i, I feel that's also kind of um one of those like characteristics of, of that type of character, you know, something that's mm-hmm. kind of like timid and, and meek. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, she finds a little bit of uh, that confidence and, and, you know, just kind of let's see what she could do with it kind of thing, you know? And, and so like, uh, um, I, I thought Kimmy brought a lot of like uh, 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 comedy, especially with uh, her physicality. Um, you know, some, some, just some moments are just super hilarious. Uh, one of my favorite moments is when, I believe, uh, whichever the sequence when she gets sh- shot, was it? No. No, it wasn't the one where she gets shot. It's, or was it? It was basically right outside in the middle of st- uh, the street. Was it Fremont, maybe? Uh, and then she, she tries to stop, like, the, the Russian with the cauliflower, cauli- cauliflower ear. And, like, she stands with, like, one hand behind her lower oh, back. Oh, yeah, and, she stands. She goes, yeah, that's when they're, yeah, that's but, in episode three, and they, they okay. knock her over, right? So yeah, and, and oh, right, because then, then they, like, tase, like, the other guy and, and steal him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, kidnap him, rather. And But, but like, the way she does that is very comical because it's like, oh, she has no weapons, and, like, she has the confidence to do so, but it's like, oh, shit, like, what am I going to do now? Because, like, I'm, I'm just standing here in the middle of all these people with no weapon and just my hand mm-hmm. saying, like, Stop, don't move, because, like, we're going to, like, arrest you or something, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just one of those things, very comical. Um, yeah, Paul had a lot of, like, uh, 
moments where it's like super serious, but then he'll just do something like really funny. Um, I'm mixing up a lot of sequences, but like I know when uh, he gets behind like a sniper uh, rifle with like out without ammo. And then, you know, enter your gremlin uh, in this sequence. And so that's pretty funny, too, where he's, like, trying to sneak back into the, the shed or whatever it is mm-hmm. where Kimmy's at. And, and like, he, he gets the, the rounds and, and, and all of that. So I like that sequence. Yeah, he's shooting the guys and he's, like, trying to shoot the gremlin and the gremlin right, keeps right, he's still hitting the guys, too. the guys. Yeah, like, the guys are getting in the way. Yeah. <laughs> he's, just, he's just trying to shoot the gremlin. Yeah, yeah, that there you go. That's an example. Super hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another one that just came to mind recently. I'm I'm kind of blanking, but it does involve Paul and maybe the Gremlin too. But yeah, that's just so much is going on there. Uh, what about the diner scene? Uh, that's just kind of popping into my head because that's where like it's one of those moments where I feel that sequence itself kind of reminds me of um Pulp Fiction a little bit. You know, where like mm-hmm. everybody's in the diner. And then they all connect in one way or another throughout the film kind of thing. But you got Haggerty and, and Yanni in the bathroom, you know, like making, making love out, with yeah, like yeah. All, the, all of the Quaalude powder in the bathroom and, mm-hmm. you know, and all that. And then you got Trunk and McKnight trying to order food. Mm-hmm. And then Paul comes in. Uh, yeah, it's just one of those the things where you just keep missing muffin, you know, that it- <laughs> Just a plain muffin. That's just yeah. kind of the guy he is, you know, just yeah. uh, not a lot of excitement in his life. Mm-hmm. Um I, I really like that sequence. I also like the the rendition of um, "Unchained Melody" by by uh, Elvis Presley, since you know they're fighting like all of the Elvises. Oh yeah, uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, let's see here. We were kind of talking a little bit about uh, um, Maya. Do you have any other moments of hers that you really like? Um, she has like some really great moments in the beginning of episode two. Maybe maybe episode two is also where she's like rapping she's to like with Doja Cat, the, the woman, yeah, and they, Sharonda, and they yeah, the club, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they do that. Like I see, I liked Maya a lot out of the gate. Um, like I, her story arc is like the first one that wraps up. If you think of it, like because it's like when she's in the hospital, then she like gets over her crush of Chad, I guess, and then she doesn't like care. Yeah, she she like even when she sees him naked, yeah, doesn't do anything yeah, for me. His, like his dick's like, a trap, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but see, then then I, I felt like she became a little less interesting then because then like the dynamic between her and Ava was gone, and then it was just like um you know magic tech girl, which I I feel like is something I may talk about on my own channel. Like you okay. know, or, or she becomes a lot of like the um. The, the, like the the magic it's just like it, it's a yeah. writing like oh where where do we gotta go like she just hacks into anything and she always knows go left go right and it's like oh you know i i don't um it, it's getting overused in movies and tv so so it yeah. just becomes a little magic so like i feel like it almost takes some of the suspense away from it ah um, and, and that's that's why I, I love that episode five or four five I think it's five. Um, okay, yeah, so really five. Yeah, so you 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 remove all the tech, and so you know, so she did. So, like I said, you know, like you remove that magic, right? By by kind of giving her a handicap a little bit, mm-hmm. and and then now everybody else has to kind of do their own thing. But yeah, Gomez has that moment where uh, she has to like duck and hide from these two guys, and then like that virtual like uh, Pilates instructor like shows up on the screen. And kind of ruins everything, but yeah, pretty violent. You know, not very gory, but yeah, pretty violent. Uh, a lot of action for sure. Um, there, there's a. You know, I was talking about how some sequences or even episodes give me feels of other movies. Uh, I, I, I like how they, you know, mentioned in this character description too. But like 
Haggerty goes on a bit of a uh, like weekend at Bernie's thing, you know, and uh, <laughs> not knowing each episode was roughly an hour in real time for the characters. I was just all like, man, why is why is Haggerty passed out for like X amount of episodes? But yeah, the, the it dude did feel like, like that. You, you feel yeah. like, whoa, he's like gone, like. Like half oh, the show. Hey, there was something we mentioned. Like he's gonna wake up yeah. feeling like super refreshed and like ah, you know, I, that was a lot of rest, you know. But yeah, it was only just a few hours at that point. But hey, you know, when when you're like in the line of fire all the time, you know, you'll you'll get all the naps when you can take them. So yeah. mm -hmm. uh, let's see here, Haggerty. I was just talking about it now. I talked a little bit about this with uh, my interview with Joel and and how episode six kind of he he shares that uh, the opening of episode six was almost kind he they filmed it like a coming of age story where like his father and his son are on a boating trip or a fishing trip rather yeah. and then all of a sudden it's interrupted by the sounds of like skin slapping and um, Haggerty's like doing Yanni like a uh, doggy style like on this bridge <laughs> over yeah. by the lake you know mm -hmm. so I thought that was hilarious and I'm thinking man that the Foley artist man that this is a really great work to <laughs> you, you hear that you don't even have to see the image it's just like wow that's I know what that could be because it sounds exactly like that <laughs> I just I was just thinking that like they um, you, every episode you know begins on something like that you know and the funny thing is sometimes you don't know I'm thinking like is it a flashback of like when McKnight was young or something like you know because one. one time we we had a flashback of McKnight and his mom right, right. so like yep. and, and so it goes back and forth and so you never know which way it's gonna go with it um, which is a nice little fun intro to everyone and definitely um, the first time see the, yeah that's the beginning of episode six and what, what I realized on my re Rewatch, and if you're gonna rewatch it, you can check this out. Like basically, Haggerty and and uh, Yanni, what's her name? Yanni. Yanni. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um. Like like they meet on the boat at the very end of five, and actually, you got to listen through the credits because it's it's actually part of it in the credits. Like she's singing the the lay, I just haven't met you yet, and they're and they're like talking to each other, and that's over the credits. So it's like they're they're meeting each other over the credits. And like I missed that the first time. And so I was a little confused because I was like, where did this girl come from? <laughs> where did, he's just oh, he's yeah. just sleeping well, with someone. Yeah. But but right, on the right. on the rewatch, I got it all. I understood it. Oh yeah, yeah. She's she's the singer on the boat. And when yeah. we first see her, um, if I'm not mistaken, she's uh, singing the barge's uh, rhythm of the night. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite '80s songs uh, from one of my favorite '80s movies, uh, Barry Gordy's "The Last Dragon," uh, and and that like the entire music video is featured in that film too. So for her to sing it, I was just like, Hey, that's awesome. You know, like I, I kind of get the reference if, if it is a reference to that movie and, and song. Um, let's see here. Uh, that was, Oh, well, let's, let's stick on uh, Yanni and, and Haggerty. Um, did you, okay. So, so there, there's a joke from Maddox here that he, he doesn't give them, uh, he, he thinks they'll last like 10 minutes. Would you have liked it if Haggerty and Yanni hooked up? Like Wait, if they actually worked or out the marriage, uh, the, the marriage, yes, yes. Oh, you know, the, okay. The sex, they, they got it done. I don't know if he got off, but, you know. Well, he probably, he wouldn't have stopped, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he did, you know. Mm -hmm. okay. But, um, yeah, would you would you have liked it if they were able to work that out? Or did you um, just like, hey, yeah, you know, like that, something like that? How is that supposed to, to work I out? Think I, I, really it out. I think they did work it out. happy for them. I think, that's, okay. I think okay. that's the point of, of the finale is she comes back. Like, like you think, oh, it was stupid and they're gone. But then at the very finale, she comes back singing and it's like, hey, maybe it will work uh, between That's them. a good point. That's a good mm -hmm. point. I kind of forget. Um, I, I believe 
see, I think I, for, I forgot that part and told someone that I was like, oh, I really would have liked, you know, for that to work out. But hell, you know, um, you know, so some some of those decisions you make, you know, under the influence isn't necessarily the best. And but I just thought it was kind of it was definitely funny when he was finding out like she had been usually married, three kids, three, three kids, died. yeah, yeah, and and like uh, and, and his reaction to like her keeping her maiden name. You know, and it just like kind of dominoes from there. But but I was all really rooting for them, you know. Um, but we'll, we'll see. You know, is is there a season two? Does does she become you know uh, Mrs. Yanni Haggerty rather than Miss Yanni? She wanted to yeah, keep, I uh, go by know. Miss. I I don't yeah. know. I don't think she's in the the last party scene. I'm actually trying to look through. She could have um, been working a gig. You know, she she's an entertainer. Yeah, maybe so. she's singing there. Yeah. Um, but I did love when Haggerty started talking to the gremlin. Uh, one one of my favorite <laughs> yeah, parts. Of course. Like, like, you, yeah, you know what? Like, I I almost saw that coming a mile away just because, like, well, of course Haggerty knows. You know who? Yeah, you know, I like, did too. You know, like partied. it's one of those. Yeah. It's it's funny, but you it's like yeah, I knew that was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, voiced by Jason Manzukis. Uh, always welcome to to see him, whether um, you know, voice or or on screen. Uh, he also was in uh, Twisted Metal, which is a show run by Michael Jonathan Smith, one of the writers of Cobra Kai. Uh, let's see here. Uh, anything else on Haggerty and um, and Yanni before um, we move on? Not no, not those two. Okay, how about my man Trunk, uh, who just wants to eat? And what was explained to me was uh, each episode is, you know, he's supposed to uh, aggressively get hungrier and hungrier, you know. Mm-hmm. And they, did, did you ever watch the movie or the television show uh, Limitless? Um, I think I did see that movie. Okay, so yeah. they, they, uh, if you saw the movie, that's definitely something that um, I that uh, my mind went uh, in the finale when Trunk finally got like something to eat you know be, he became you know that's that's where all his strength came from right like, that we've been building up to all of these moments where he, he he's it's a, it's a great moment he's he, yeah. he's he's out on the kitchen floor and like yeah. chocolate syrup is pouring <laughs> into his mouth he's like <laughs> it's, there you go I you know, that it's like syrup. it's like the moment where superman um, you know, gets hit by the sun and he can recharge, or you know, the kryptonite Absolutely. goes away. It's like it's like that same exact moment, but except it's chocolate syrup. And do you uh, do you have a favorite one of those moments where he was just so close to getting something to eat? I have two. Um, I, oh, I'm thinking, one of them is actually... I'm thinking when he was ordering DoorDash in episode three. Oh, yeah, and they were yep. at the and they were at the uh, um the hotel like or you know they were sticking out and he's like trying to get the doordash and and i was even thinking he's right by the buffet why doesn't he just go get some food and not tell them he's getting food well not only that like the uh like the the sandwiches that um gomez was grilling right like Mm -hmm. none of that was raw like you Mm -hmm. easily could have taken one of those on on the run take it with you yeah yeah but but uh shout outs to uh, Lori majors one of the writers who plays charlie the doordash uh driver there you know, oh, she, she yeah, mm-hmm. that was her. She, a hilarious delivery of her lines, like after she gets shot or like the food gets shot, right? Uh, but we see her uh, again in that hospital, one you know, as one of the uh, patients being seen in the mm-hmm. Vegas ER. So just, uh, again, that attention to detail and, and, and uh, kind of bringing that character back uh, in the later episode. Um, so I love it when Trunk orders the food. So this is, this is like a long, uh, like elongated version of that. He almost gets mm-hmm. the food, but the way he orders it and was saying like, oh, you know, all the, the bacon in the back or like if you can get uh, like a grease in a cup, do that. You know, like the way he orders it, like the whole yeah. language, the dialogue, I, I just love the way it was written. 
Um, but my favorite part where it, he was just so close is the build up to the empty donut box in in, in the truck or whatever oh, it was. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought that was hilarious because he literally goes ape shit in that moment, you know, to find out that that box was empty. Uh, just really well played by uh, by Terrence there. Uh, mm-hmm. Really love that character, a trunk. Um, what do you think about the reveal of him leaving the team? Um, because you know, I guess I, I, I didn't see that coming. You know, you know, the funny thing is, and you know, we've been talking about the John Josh and hated the creators, and because we we kind of know them now, and right. and they and they love to do uh, like misdirection. You, you think it's yeah. yeah, you think it's gonna go one way, and then and then something else happens. You know, just at the very beginning, they they think a bomb's gonna go off, and it was actually just the the party. You know, for the for the party at the pool, right? The the little pomp and circumstance at the at the pool like that's the thing like so so the first time i watched the show so like my first watch through is you know you see like oh he's gay like they're doing this thing in the shower right um like well, what are they doing uh, 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 <laughs> oral stimulation to the male ah, uh genitalia ah, at least okay, at least okay. you're led to believe that that's right what it looks so like. right right you didn't see it right no. it's what it looks like and so i i thought Okay, this is going to be the thing. It, it, the reveal is going to be he's not actually gay, and something else was going on. Like, in fact, that what I was thinking at the time was like, interesting. Um, I, I what I was thinking was like maybe he has like an STD, and like I was actually a doctor. Like he's like the huh? Okay, okay. Um, yeah, the you know the checking the herpes or something, sure. and they did the shower. Like, and so I concocted this whole story in my head, like of he like that he wasn't concocted. actually gay. Yeah, I did concoct it. <laughs> um about that that he's not gay and then and then it just like comes out like when when he's with lana and she's saying it he's like well yeah i knew you were gay and i was like oh wait he is gay like that was a surprise to me that was no it was actually just what you were led to believe oh interesting yeah no i i obviously would not have called him wanting to leave the group i I actually thought that was the secret um that he wanted to tell mcknight because like it, it came so early on and i feel that is a movie trope, right? For lack of a better word, it's just like, oh, hey, like, uh, you know, I got something important to talk to you about. Like, do, do you have a moment? You know, it's like, oh, not, not, not right now. And then that's usually what it is, right? Like, you know, like, hey, I'm gay, or hey, I'm pregnant, or um, hey, I'm, I'm seeing somebody else. You know, like something like that. Mm-hmm. It's always that thing. And so, um, so like, yeah, we, we call it flipping the script because that's the language in in dialogue in episode 105 uh, of Cobra Kai, and you know, the, the 106, um, but yeah. 106, my apologies. And, and, uh, like John Josh and Hayden, you know, like they have said in interviews, uh, you know, like, uh, they like to use, uh, like the fans' expectations against them, you know, so that's, mm-hmm. that's what that is. And so, like, yeah, we, we expect it to be this thing, but then you think, uh, or we expect it to be the same, but then they make it something else. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, you know, on the topic of, of like, uh, uh, you know, gay, lesbian, you know, there's, there's a moment in, I, I don't know if it was episode seven or eight, but it's, it's, uh, you got Gomez. Trunk and McKnight sitting together, and Trunk says something like, "You know, even though my stomach's uh, empty, my heart is full, or something. I'm gonna whatever for you guys." And I think Gomez says, "Like, oh, that's the gayest shit ever." And and McKnight's like, "Hey, she said it, <laughs> you know." <laughs> and so it, it's it's just one of those things. Like, um, you know, I I know like cancel culture can. can uh, have made impacts uh, on, on on the lives of, of celebrities, and uh, some de- deserved, you know, and some maybe not. And and so um, I think I, I think a, a lot of people 
I don't want to speak for for people, but I, I feel like sometimes, um, like comedians or or, or writers, they um, now now they feel they can't be themselves or or whatever because they don't want to be canceled. And I feel like the the writing team, they they are very um, careful with like who says what, you know. And I think that's also important as well too. Like if you want to include it in a joke, you got to be mindful like who be offended here and like you know like would it be less offensive if this character says it so there's things like that that uh, i feel a lot of people not just like obliterator writers um mm-hmm. you know put thought into but it's just a, another detail that you know they, they outright said it too you know mcknight rather and, and i think that just kind of adds to like me mentioning earlier like you know with the intimacy coordinator that they're trying to make sure that everyone's going to be comfortable that everyone's going to be okay like you know this is funny and and like you know this character would say something like that but also like you, you know, um, I feel this was also a meme, and and having like uh, ten years in the military under my belt, like this meme that I saw, it's like, man, you straight guys do some of the gayest shit ever. You know, like I, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen that, and like some of these footage have been like soldiers in full uniform doing stuff where I was like, wait, well, it, you, you guys look like like two gay men do, 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 doing that stuff. You know, that's just the optics. And mm-hmm. so, like, yeah, so that's just a, a thing. Yeah, I, I have witnessed and, and been around like some of these guys for whatever reason because maybe we're in the the trenches, you know, the that that expression or in the uh the foxhole. We 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 will die for another, you know, our mm-hmm. brothers and sisters in arms and stuff like that. And so they are comfortable and and when they're behind closed doors, we are just we're just ourselves, you know. Mm-hmm. And and this is kind of what the show is about is you know, like these heroes, they are also regular people. Exactly. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, that, that was trunk. We can come back if if, uh, if anything else um, you could you could think of. Uh, let's talk about McKnight. Uh, what do you think about McKnight? Uh, his backstory, right? We we get um, we find out that his his dad was probably a soldier, also left maybe killed in combat based off like his mom's reaction to to um, Chad having to leave soon here. Yeah, did he have a sibling too? I thought like there was an implication he might have had a sibling who even who also died. I, um, I, I I missed I, that one. I, I still yeah. think it was the dad. Yeah, definitely. Like I think it was like the dad, and so. Um, but yeah, remember. right. Um, kind of, kind of like a Johnny Lawrence. What do you think of what, what do you think about the character of Chad versus Johnny Lawrence? No, I actually don't think they're that alike. Um, because Any similarities. Jo- jo- oh, okay. Well, let me just say, like Johnny was like the guy who peaked in high school and then kind of like stumbled around. I mean, Chad on some level seems like he has his life together. Like, you know, he's, he's a soldier. He knows what he's doing. Um, he's good at his job. Um, you know, he's respected he, he knows not to get close to, to, to women, you know, because right. He, right. Know, he yeah. In terms, in terms of relationships. Okay. They're similar. Um, you know, like he's at least never found someone he wanted to, to marry, I, I guess we're assuming. Right. So we don't have any of that, but so he's, you know, and then he feels like a need to take care of his mom, probably because his dad left or, or died. Um, so you know that, but that's that's different from Johnny. Johnny's Johnny's right. mom died. That's established. He has a stepdad. Um, you know, had had a tough upbringing, so that's um different. I, there's no implication like Chad had some, you know, tough stepdad or anything like that. So that's so yeah. So I don't I actually see them as that similar. Okay. Um, in terms of these personality traits, um, you threw out a few things, and I'll tell you how I react to it or something. Your take on it? Yeah. Um, I, I, well, let's see. Um, they. they oh, he's they a, he's a Rambo fan. Yeah, he's a Rambo fan. 
And, oh, oh, he's he's oh, we'll tie tie with Trunk. I I like this when he's talking about Trunk. He's he mentions how he's like, yeah, man, I'm okay with it. I like Top Gun. He mentions <laughs> liking oh, Top Gun. Yeah. It's like it's like a gay movie, which is something at least for me started with Quentin Tarantino and um one of those where they're talking about that Top Gun is actually a gay movie, but like. Uh, but uh, that that's a moment. So so okay. So there's some some characteristics like that. I um there was let me see on let's see there was something about oh uh on on the very very similar thread here it when at some point oh I I think it's when um McKnight removes the like the the, the penis torture pool right out of trunks oh, right. um mm-hmm. trunk right trunks yeah. trunk. You know that's why he's called Trunk because he's hung mm-hmm. like a, like an elephant trunk. Um, but at some point, like I, I think it was right after that, the, the middle saving of, of Lana and, and Trunk, and and um, I forgot how they get to this point. But McKnight says something like, "Yeah, you, I mean, like you know, you're okay when I slap slap you in the ass in the shower." You know, <laughs> just like, "Oh, okay, see." So just a, l- a little bit more of the relationship, and mm-hmm. so so it it did make me wonder because. I, I don't know. M- maybe it's not something we've seen on screen, nor have they talked about. I mean, we we know as much because, like Gomez has mentioned, well, you don't know Trunk is gay because because like all you think about is pussy or whatever, right? Or all all mm-hmm. you talk about is pussy, and so um, and maybe that's why like Trunk has never been open to him. And so yeah, we we learned a little bit about that dialogue, but then but then some of the things that we hear McKnight say is like. I, I almost feel like they are close enough that Trunk could have told them it would have been fine, you know, uh, but um. I think maybe like uh, Trump would not have said anything had McKnight not necessarily like his mind is always on pussy, but if he had said something that came off a little homophobic or something, then I could mm-hmm. see. But uh, but you know I don't know. Hey, my mind's not in like that's not where my mind goes. But like as a straight man, that's just that's just what I would think. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I was talking about headspace. Uh, that that's also something that we know from the Cobra Kai writing world that. They're often thinking about what is this, what is going on in this character's uh, mind right now, and so uh, I think there's a lot of like uh, uh, intricate uh, writing going on in every episode for each character as well. Uh, like one of my favorite moments is in the first episode, maybe second episode. It's it's whenever um, they had just spoken with Kozlov, who we have like said nothing about at this point he is like one of the the villains the first one that we meet kind of and um and mcknight says something like oh what what did he say and then ava she goes uh and then, then you see her kind of process something that koslov said right and then she goes the one the, the, one, the, the man with the ear and then McKnight's like, oh, that narrows it down. That narrows right? it down. <laughs> right, because she she gave no context. Like, you know, visually, we just saw her mind processing, you know, and so we see the mm-hmm. memory, but McKnight's just like, he's just looking at her. So, of course, he's going to be like, yeah, I, I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. I thought that was really funny. So, yeah. it's just one of those little touches that, that's super hilarious. And I feel like she had another moment, or at least McKnight had another response to somebody, like, in a very similar fashion, where it's just like, I, wait, what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, let's see. So we talked about Winters, McKnight. Uh, how about Lana? Um, so she's the reveal, right? She's the 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 sister. So if you heard the yeah. briefing, uh, Winters briefing in the beginning of episode two, she mentions like the the the, the parents who you know were the dads like a K, KGB agent, and um, and then th- there was like a son 
and daughter, but mm-hmm. the son is the one that they're uh, the, they've been surveillancing. Now, I, I'm I, I don't remember. Do you recall if she said like if the sister died or anything? Yeah, like yeah, okay. they think the sister died. Um, okay, they think so. It yeah. wasn't like oh, yeah. the sister's dead. Okay, yeah. So yeah, because that that definitely would have been misleading. So they at least left the possibility of uh, of it being open open. So yeah, you see, you know, kind of. Um, uh, Ava's mind working when she's like uh, when Lana says certain things, and so on my first watch, and uh, Ava gets that call. It is from Lana. Even I was just like, "Wait, how does she know?" And so I was like, "I definitely must have missed something." So on my second mm-hmm. rewatch, I caught it uh, in that briefing. So um, yeah, I thought Allison played Lana very well. Like I was uh, getting kind of like if anybody's seen the show Shit's Creek, I was kind of getting uh, Alexis Rose, you know, kind kind of vibes, you know, like. A little bit airheaded, you know, but very capable uh, kind of woman. But obviously, we learn later on that she was just putting on, you know, like that's that's not her character. And so, like, did you did you um, watch her carefully, like on the second rewatch, to see what she did, how she kind of uh, guided, the, you know, our, our team, our heroes? Uh, yeah, some of it, especially um, in the reveal episode, um, where she's like saying, you know, talking to her. Um, actually, it's her her brother there, and then in the Russians, you know, like where he's like, "What are you doing here?" and stuff. Um, you get some of that there, and it's good. Um, so some of it, like I'm, I, I like it's harder because there's the there's the moment in episode three where um she needs like internet, and Maya just unlocks the tablet for her, and then that's when she goes and does something. Like I'm, I, I'm gonna have to watch it again to get that because I, I only recognize that from the from the reveal at the end. I'm like getting the more of the the little moments. So like it's it's like it's it's hard for me to piece it together. And like and I was kind of wondering like she plays the part so well. Is she like also just was she a little bit of this did she like Vegas girl because she seems to know all the ins and outs and how they would behave or she's just been around them enough uh, I, I mean it's definitely a character right like she she is just as bad as they get very badass also very capable um smart uh smart if not smarter than her brother and well, what we do find out in a previous uh one of the early episodes is she already has a driver license for lana kirkwood Right. So like this is a character that she's ready to play when necessary. You know, it's like she's able to flip that on. So yeah, I you know, maybe she studied um, you know, some airheads, you know, to kind of just kind of throw people off the scent, mm-hmm. right? You know, like she's gotta play somebody that she's very different uh to. And so um yeah, I, I like the whole influencer thing. You know, I mentioned the the line that was thrown uh, about like uh, if her influencers don't hear from her in like two hours then they know something's wrong or whatever the dialogue was. Mm-hmm. But um my my thing was like uh, I do have to go back, uh, go back and kind of rewatch and, and pay even more attention to her to kind of just see if there's any kind of like a, a magical plot going on, just just to kind of get us from point A to kind of, uh, point B, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel like so much is going on. I, I may not be paying attention to to the right thing, but mm-hmm. um, just like you know, stuff in like when she's locked up with Trunk, you know, like she she's very patient in playing. The long game, right? Like I'm just thinking, yeah. why doesn't she take out Trunk at that point? But the team is coming to rescue, so. But see, they're see they're being locked up by right. the the American terrorists, right? Correct. Yeah, um, Maddox, who are yeah. trying to steal or to now double cross her 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 and her brother and the, and their group, 
So like, so it's like, it's like, there's still my, her enemy just in a different way. So it's like, the, yeah, it gets a little, uh, I think convoluted. Um, I mean, if we, we just want to also talk about like the, the quote unquote bad guys here, since, you know, with, with Lana, because for me, that was the hardest part to follow, um, yeah. because there's so many back and forths and there's characters and it's harder. I can't keep them all straight like i know basically there's some of them are russians and then you know you meet some of them are the americans and then there's even some of the other americans who are like are, are not necessarily americans but they, they they the ones at the very beginning who are the the bitcoin terrorist people uh, yep, yep um like who 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 were gonna blow up a nuclear bomb to send up the value of bitcoin i don't know that didn't make sense to me um it seems like it seems like they were just throwing something out there um, yeah, I, 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 have know, no, I don't know if a, a new quick know nothing about bitcoins, but hey, you know, that might I, be possible. I know a little that you want to drive up Bitcoin, people have to adopt it, and destroying like infrastructure is probably not going to help. But mm. uh, anyway, mm. anyway, yeah, but, but whatever, way. it's okay. They're, they're obviously not smart, <laughs> but but anyway, <laughs> well, so there's so many, there's so many layers of the terrorists and bad guys. I, I think it was harder to keep track. And I think maybe that's where the show is weakest. Um, just because it is harder to keep track. And even when you have this reveal, you're, you're, you're almost a little confused. Okay. What side is she on? Like which, which one of the bad guys is she a part of? Right. Right. Um, because there's there's a lot of double crossing. Even mm -hmm. uh, I I don't have the bad guys' names because um, you know, there's so many. No, of them. I don't. But, I don't but, either. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cauliflower ear man, right? Mm -hmm. Um, we're we're gonna need to know his name when we do start doing the recaps because he's in a lot of the episodes. Mm -hmm. But um, his nephew is it also betrays him right mm -hmm. in, in uh, one of the later episodes, and so like th there's a lot of double crossing going on for sure. Mm -hmm. um, just to kind of throw this in here real quick, uh, I, I know we were trying to figure out the pronunciation of, of uh, Allison's last name, who plays Lana, since we're discussing. I did get confirmation that is pronounced Korsky. Korsky. There you yeah. go. So there you go. Very, very, very simple uh, to say. Um, okay. So let me try to think of... Uh, oh, by the way, I will yeah. say one thing is, though, um, if you want future seasons, it's very clear in that episode where... The American terrorist guy, I don't know what is his name, whatever, when he's talking on the video to like, there's like eight or nine other people all in masks. See, there's season two, season three. You got all the there guys you go. right yeah, there. there absolutely. It's, it's, it's right in there. Oh, um, side characters to kind of go back to to one um, that I like. Very, very, very small role, uh, but I liked him. Was, uh, was it Ferguson? Was that, was that his name? The FBI guy. Oh, who gets killed? Yeah, yeah, who gets killed? I I like his character. I, you know what? Like we we could have maybe used um, him a little bit earlier to kind of set up that. You know, like it, like he he was fine, right? Like 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 what we got was fine. But I think um, I don't have the actor's name in front of me. My apologies, but he did play like the uh, uh, Jimmy Olsen one point on Lewis and Clark: The Adventures of Superman. Um, so that's where I know him from, and I wow. I liked what he did with uh, with 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 Ferguson, and I need to. Is it Ferguson or Fitzgerald? I think it's Ferguson. I feel that's correct. I, I, I don't. I don't. The FBI guy. This yeah, the the FBI agent. I'm not seeing him listed right now. Again, this this isn't updated. I'm sure, but um, I like him, and it would have been nice to have seen him earlier. You know, kind of a button heads with 
with uh, uh, Winters as well. You know, well, like, hey, yeah, you're... it's the whole like a little bit suspension of disbelief. Like, you sure that like, like you have a special forces team operating in Las Vegas? No, normally, no, yeah, I, I normally it, it would be like the FBI or something. But, but, um, yeah, yeah I guess, it, like, it comes in. It comes in as the the quintessential like government guy who's like i'm taking over it's in every single michael bay movie that oh, sure. plot point where some guy from another government agency is now taking over or something and of course he's a bumblehead and doesn't know what he's doing and and then in this case gets himself killed so yeah yeah uh, yeah th there's definitely uh, um you know some of that in like the the movie bad boys yeah actually mm -hmm. in all the bad boys there's always like those other cops that are standing off the side that are jawjacking with you know uh uh, Mike and Marcus, and then they will mm -hmm. end up teaming up with them like later on in the in the movie. Yeah. So uh, we don't get that here. It's a little bit different, you know. They, they don't team up, but Ferguson takes over, and um, yeah, I, I guess I guess the the team was right. Like you know what they said about the FBI because Ferguson Ferguson fucks it up too. He, like he mm -hmm. kind of gets a decent read on on Anastasia, Anastasia, right? Is that is that how you say it? Um, but yeah, ultimately, you know, like. Even he's like, oh, how are they going to land a plane here and stuff? And so, so he was underestimating the Kozlovs, mm. you know. And so, like, yeah, I guess he didn't do do his research, and and um, and that's why Winters was the one that that was picked for, to to lead this team. So, uh, right. but I I did I did like what we got out of him, um, just just because it was a different dynamic, uh, you know, with, with like somebody with our heroes, you mm -hmm. know. Let's see, yeah. uh, Haggerty, we are talked about Lana, we talked about Trunk. Um, Maya, Paul, oh, Paul. We hit, we, we, yeah, we talked about Paul. Yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah, we talked. Yeah, I, I think we I, hit I, all I, the big ones. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, let's talk about uh, just real quick, Koslov, Ivan Koslov. So this is Anastasia's brother. Uh, what do you think mm -hmm. about him? Um, there, there was a he, kind of part a, of it uh, is he he fell into the 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 mush of bad guys that were that were going back and forth and they're changing and in none of them super stood out it cost off i guess a little bit more until at the very end at, when when he's back with um lana when they're they're back together and then together and then arguing because he's like a party guy wants to enjoy it um but like yeah, i guess i guess so we have his motivation he wants it's like revenge um I don't have a whole lot on him. Like, like I said, like for me, the the whole terrorist side, which includes the the Russians, which includes the Americans, and then you know, and the, and their whole team, and then it includes even the the Bitcoin people who got screwed over at the beginning. Like all three, they all kind of mush together. Like I don't have strong thoughts on any specific one. In terms of like character, just because like they they do feel more like different interchangeable bad guys yeah and i i would hate to kind of lump this character with with that group of people but in terms of like not strong opinions of a character i think the cia uh, director james langdon uh, mm -hmm. falls into that for me like um I, it's, yeah I, he's kind of like a uh like a cut out character like he's yeah, just I, yeah not, i don't really quite feel the stakes especially when uh you know he he helps the team later on i love it for the team absolutely you know, when they walk in and everything's basically handed to them, I'm like, oh man, this is fucking awesome. But but also, um, I don't think we get enough of Langdon. Like I I, I love their his relationship with Ava. Like he, 
you know, I don't I don't think they say it or anything like that, but like um I don't know if there's a he loves her like a daughter kind of thing, but he recognizes that like she's one of his best, if not his best agent, right? Mm -hmm. And so like right. we understand that, but I feel um there could have been more like I, I I wish I felt like a little bit more weight to him, like um kind of risking his career on helping the team, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh so uh that that's kind of my thoughts on that character. Uh with uh uh, Koslov, I even to go uh, go back to him just real uh, briefly. Uh, one thing I did not see coming, and let me get your thoughts on this: um, him shooting that Bitcoin guy, the 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 one that he ends up shooting. I actually when oh when that's that was, that's a that's one of the better like twists and reveals yeah. there right yeah. there in episode two. I thought um, it was going to be one of the soldiers. Yeah, right? you did. Like he, he's going to try to escape, um, and then and then it's one, and then you like you. Once you're over the shock, you realize, oh yeah, it, it actually makes sense because that that Bitcoin guy was going to give it all up. He was going to tell everything or something. Um, yeah, know, he just wanted his assurances. So yeah, that was actually a great twist. He wasn't now, trying to escape; he just killed the other guy. A couple questions about that. Uh, did you have a comment about that particular episode, episode two, directed by Josh Heald? And maybe you don't want to mention it yet. I don't know. You you said something to me. I, oh, I think I said this is Josh's best directed episode. You did? Did, did I say that? Yeah. You did say and that. I, yeah, that's yeah. a big part of it. That moment we were just talking about. Um, well, I mean, when we get into episode recaps, we talk about it more. But okay. especially episode two, um, you know, they spend a big half of it at that base um, yeah. And it, it could really slow down. It's just sort of like in the storyline, it's something where it could really slow down. But I do think like they managed to keep it going through through the writing and the directing. Um, Hell, the pace that, kept that, going. It stayed interesting. The, uh, uh, you know, the bus they, chase, they really the pushed bus. it. Yeah the, the, yeah, the bus chase. And then they end up at the club. Um, yeah, all of that. They had, definitely, I think that's uh, Josh's best. Now, do you think... Oh, who's... Do you think somebody is at fault for the death of that inmate uh, by by Ivan? Is it? Yeah, yeah, it's Ivan. Uh, because, because like, black security. I, yeah. Well, I mean. I, I'd have to go back and watch it. No, number one, why is one soldier escorting him? Right, like this. Mm -hmm. This is a dangerous man. We're assuming mm -hmm. you should have at least three people. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I feel uh, with, with him, but but maybe it's something where they're like, well, this is a very secure site. But nonetheless, you're you're just kind of putting that soldier at risk as well, mm -hmm. just one on one. But um, do you think somebody is to blame for the death of that that inmate? Um, because I feel Ava kind of put the idea into Ivan's head because he's the one who's saying like, yeah, this guy's about to talk. He's about to tell us everything, kind of thing, you know. And so I haven't yeah, thought of it that deeply yet. Um, okay, if okay. you want that, to put it there, because because okay. they they were doing their things in the negotiations. Um, but definitely I, I did the lack security part of it. Yeah. Right. And, and you guys, if that's the details that you want to hear broken down, that's the stuff that we will get into in our episode breakdowns as well. Um, there's just, yeah, a, a lot is going on and we, we can cover so much in, in, uh, kind of a, uh, free flowing recap here. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of, uh, anything else in some of those early episodes. I, I really think the party scene is a lot of fun. Um, you can you can see the relationship between between Trunk and uh, McKnight, especially when they're doing the, uh, when they undress and try to like wrestle each other in front of a crowd. Like, hey, this is just another Friday. You know? And so like, uh, I, I like that. Uh, that. That was a lot of fun to see. Um, just 
what why I think like Gomez has been part of like their team, at least served with them a number of times, mm-hmm. is just like how comfortable McKnight is in buying her like a uh, a big old dildo, you know that that's chemlight. Have you heard that um, that term? I before, hope it chemlight? fits. I love that. I'm yeah. sorry. I love that line. I, yeah, I got you something. I hope it fits because it's such a classic line. It is a joke. Yeah, yeah that, like, that's just that's how you know. We never got the. Yeah. Does it fit? You're gonna. We're gonna does have it? to find out. In season we two. We're, we're gonna find out in season two. You know who knows? You know, but um, I I just love that callback or or that setup actually. You know where mm. she still has it on her and yeah, it, it's a glow in the dark. So that was it's able to help Maya yeah. see. You know, so so another another movie that I thought about Indiana Jones. You know, with the pit of snakes. That's just kind of what uh, that sequence reminded me of. So you know, mm. the the writers um, creators they're all fans of of a film. You know, and storytelling. And so like uh, yeah, we can I can see some of this uh, um, from like other movies as well. Mm. Um. Okay, so I, I think we're probably getting ready to um to to wrap up here. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of leave it open to you. Anything you want to go back to? What what we uh, haven't talked about? Uh, the score, the music. You know, the needle drops. Music um, really good. You know, I think I said this on the non spoiler one. I'm I'm and I'm, I'm almost convinced now. But yeah, like it it's a different music over the end credits every time. And I say that because that's not normal. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, so like some of them were actual songs and not just like right. a score from Zach and Leo and, right. and company. Yeah, and it's back and forth. So yeah, um, really dig the music. Um, the, the, uh, there's a lot of special effects. Something I've I've learned from reading through their interview is like a lot of this was shot on sets. Like they built sets in in New Mexico and built it to look like they were on a, a high floor. And right. then they had like projections or something, and, and like according LED to them, even, yeah, 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 like according to them, even even when you were on the set, you actually felt like you were really high. It was like that good, um, and then a lot of special effects. Uh, they said that the shot at the very beginning, she fires a bullet through two guys' heads. Right, in that yeah. opening opening sequence. They they shot that over the course of the shoot because they shot it in many different parts. Like they shot the part with her, then they shot. Uh, they had to shoot the part of the guys getting hit and then they sh- used drone footage in Las Vegas to like shoot the part of the bullet traveling and all of that. So it was shot wow. over the whole. Yeah. And they spent a month in Vegas. A lot of it was shot, you know, on location. You know, they, they were at Caesar's palace. They were downtown. They shot a lot at the Rio. That's where the, the finale was. Um, yeah, the, you yeah. mentioned the, like the, the yeah the, the screens and the LED and it, it looked real, yeah. you know, because we kind of yeah. talked about that after seeing the trailer. Like, oh, like yeah, uh, you know, we would have put it against them if that was shot on location, but it could be a set. But man, it just looks so good. And it yeah, some, some were me. sets and some were on location. I'm not, I don't right. know specifically which is which, but but yeah, I, I think the a lot of the the, the party the party suite, you know, mm-hmm. I believe that was a set. And um, you know, just like including the LED screens, that kind of reminds me. Like that's that's what I found out how they filmed a lot of the uh, exterior uh, shots for like uh, the Batman. You know, with um, mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson, they, they used those mm-hmm. type of screens, and right. it's pretty effective. You know, like it it, it fooled me. You know, mm-hmm. we were trying to see if we can uh, figure out what was green screen and and you know what other effects. Um, you know, we. Didn't really talk about the look, but they are basically in one wardrobe for most m- most of the parts. Um, anything you want to touch on, like Haggerty being passed out? There's a lot of funny moments there where, like Maya has to clean his ass at one point in, in a fountain, you know, in, like in the middle of a Las funny, Vegas street. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, oh boy, and uh, like, definitely, it, yeah. 
anybody that's you know partied with people that had like beer guts or like drug guts like that's got to be you know you you know how pretty disgusting that can be and Mm -hmm. and then like you have the moment where like maya and lana are in uh, like the party bus i believe it was and like haggerty's over there farting away and it's just like it's got to be pretty bad yeah And then she's like in the back and then she comes to the front uh, a lot of it that. Yeah, that's, that's a good moment that I can relate to. I've (laughs) yeah. You just got to get away from the smell. (laughs) I think that's pretty much it. I I think, I think we said enough for, for a pretty good recap. Hopefully um, if you like what, you know, the things we have said, this is just a small sample size, uh, a sliver of what we'll be doing with the episode breakdowns. We'll be doing them. Um, you know, episode by episode, obviously, there's eight of those. And in between, I would, it, it may not perfectly align, but I would like to try to get interviews, uh, especially like if somebody was only in one episode, I'd like to try to get those around the times or drop those around the times of the, those uh, uh, respective episode breakdowns. Um, and not try to like overwhelm you guys with or oversaturate, you know, with a bunch of interviews that you might forget details for, you know, because it is obliterated companion and like your watch along or rewatch or re-binge mm-hmm. as you're listening to us you know i wanted to make it um you know kind of listener friendly i guess so watch party uh anything else to add as we close this out there's a lot of drugs i haven't taken that's what i realized yeah oh, oh, the <laughs> stuff that's been on the show where you're like oh hey i've done that <laughs> or no. Is that a, no no it's the opposite. All, all of the letters. All of the letters, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. All of the letters. There you go. All of the letters. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, come up with some top of the show uh, counts, you know, like uh, I think that could be fun, but maybe we drop that or we'll, we'll see how that goes. Like, like I mentioned, body count, penis count, drug count, you know, something like that. We'll see. I think you're going to give timestamps too at this point. <laughs> Uh, that that sounds a lot, a lot of penis work, at but. 12 minutes and 33 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. <laughs> The, you know, from my vantage point, it looked about like this long. Oh, um, yeah. So if if I can get a hold of whoever makes the, you know, the members, you know, the, uh, uh your, you know, your maybe prop. we get some more prop or special prop. effects makeup department head, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we'll have an idea. Uh, Watch Party, where can people find you if they want to uh, uh, subscribe and check out any videos that you'll be making of Obliterated and otherwise? I am on Twitter and Instagram at Watch Party 1. YouTube, find me at the Watch Party YouTube channel. So look me up there. All right. For me, uh, if Instagram is your thing, I do run a few different accounts. Uh, Companion uh, Network is one and also Obliterated Companion. You can find me there or on X slash Twitter at uh, obliterated pod so um, yeah thank you guys for checking out this episode hopefully you guys subscribe check out the YouTube channel and we will catch you guys next time This has been a production of the Companion Network.